0: What is up everyone, happy holidays and welcome to yet another episode of Combos Court. Today's show is a recording from the NBA Report. Go subscribe to the NBA Report on YouTube. On this episode I talked with Alex of Nick's Fan TV who also hosts the NBA Report about John ja Morant's return, is Steph Curry the GOAT, and... More just a fantastic conversation with Alex. And, of course, shouts to Prize Picks. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to Prize Picks and use code COMBO for a first deposit match up to $100. It's also a great way to support combos court. So that's right. Go to Prize Picks and use code COMBO for a first deposit match up to $100 dollars let's get into it
1: all right what's well, good nba nation welcome back to another episode of the nba report i'm your host for today al Shatteris, aka the try to Cast. with me on the other side is none other than my guy andrew solid aka the one two combo we got a list of topics to discuss about today john Morant's return we got to talk about uh the the can the grizzlies make it back into playoff contention we got the warriors defeating the celtics in overtime Got to talk about Tatum's injury and talk about Shaq's comment. Talk about Shaq's comments for, uh, you know, whether or not Steph should be in the GOAT conversation. And then, of course, we got to end the show with prize picks. So walk in. we got a great show coming up. Let's
0: get to it. Andrew, what's going on, man? How are you feeling today? All is well. Great night of NBA basketball with a little bit of an overreaction from Shaq. How are you doing? Ooh. Overreact. I can't wait to get to that topic. I, I, I'm good, man. You know, I'm still
1: stri- still trying to survive. I've had a power outage, so I'm in uh studio Z. You know, I got the back, got the garden behind me, so gotta gotta improvise, man. As things go south, but we're here today. We're here to talk about basketball. Salute to NBA Nation. Like I said, for for tuning, in. we got the chat rolling. I see Bladder De I see MT in the in the chat. I see Knicks primed. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! All right, Andrew. Let's let's start let's start off with the first topic, man. Let's start off with this. Uh, we got the Memphis Grizzlies facing the New Orleans Pelicans. It was a tight game to start off with, but then it looked like the Pelicans were going to run away with it. You had CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram doing their thing in the second quarter, but then, you know, you had a little stumbling and bumbling in the third by the Pelicans, given the, given the, you know, the runway for the Grizzlies to cut it down to 10. And then in the fourth quarter, it was a John Morant show as he was able to, you know, in the, in the winding second to walk off, drive down the lane with the spin move for the finishing layup to put their tee to get the victory for the Grizzlies. What did
0: you make of that game last night, man? Well, 12 looked like 12, right? I mean, he's already in regular season form. I thought it was great that he got to practice with the team. I think that helps a lot because just from the beginning, like even the little things you saw, the athleticism was there. And he even like first couple plays of the game, he threw a lob, his teammate missed, got it right back, just showed that athleticism and that hunger. And everybody talks about job ja being an elite athlete, right? I think that's apparent. It's eye-popping. But what people sometimes don't talk about is his elite passing, his elite IQ, his craft. And the combination of all of that makes him a really special player. He showed why he's a generational talent in this game, and it's great to see him back on the court. For sure. It's great to see him back on the court.
1: It shows why he's a generational talent. I mean, it's just impressive that he comes back from, what was it, a 25-game suspension, and now he just looks like nothing is – like he didn't miss a beat, man. He legitimately didn't miss a beat. He's still flying up and down the court like a blur. And with him coming back, you know, it starts to answer – you know, it was great – it's great time for the Grizzlies, was a struggling team, right? I mean, you look at the NBA standings. They're in the bottom. They're, they're right now not even – in uh playing contention they are currently they're like they're currently what was it 13th they're 13th right now seven and 19. you know and they're looking on the outside in right now but with john moran back do you feel like they get into the do you feel like they can make a push to get back into like playing category because woke you got 10 and 17 which is the utah jazz ahead of them they're out of they're out of contention the warriors even though they won last night they're technically out of contention being 13 and 14 i feel like 7 and 19 with john morant the way that he's playing you know and the pelicans being 16 and 12 and it looks like they're they're just such an inconsistent team i feel like 7 to 10 to get into playing category the grizzlies could make a push to get in there right now
0: yeah i mean i think they could be hopeful for the play-ins and this was a great start obviously i mean What better way? You couldn't even write it better, like his comeback, game winner, right? Mm -hmm. But this West is just so deep, so tough. I think they have a tall task ahead of them coming out to such a slow start. But Ja is back, and he is generational, so let's see if he can lift and carry this team. He said he got all those receipts on deck, so maybe Mm -hmm. that gives the whole team added motivation, and he could catapult this team into the play-ins.
1: I'm I'm feeling pretty optimistic about this Grizzlies team being able to make that type of push just because when I look at the Western Conference, I agree with you that it's stacked. Like, look, the obviously you got the Timberwolves are 20 and five, they're out ahead. OKC 17 and 8. But then and, and for the rest of the top six, I mean 16 and 10 is where you get to be in the top six of the Western Conference. But then I look at the Pelicans, who are 16 and 12. I look at the Lakers, 15 and 12, Houston, 13-11, f- the Suns. 14 and 13, I know those teams right there, they got a lot of, especially, I'm not, I'm not going to say the Rockets yet, but the Suns, the Lakers, the Pelicans, they have that star power, right? But I feel like a team like the Rockets could slip just because they're a young, inexperienced team, and a team like the Grizzlies, who has experience, who's been in the playoffs for a couple of years, you get your star back. And with Desmond Bain, too, the I mean, he didn't shoot necessarily great in the first half, but he came on and has always been a solid second guy on that team. I feel like there's enough. Also, you got Triple J on that team, too. I feel like that team has enough together and with their star back. They should be able to make that type of push, man, especially with playing. And then once you get to playing, as Adam Silver, I'm sure, loves about this, anything can happen. I mean, obviously, you saw what the Lakers did last year. They made it to the Western Conference Finals. I'm... Pretty optimistic about this Grizzlies team right now, just by how I know it's only one game, but Ja just looks like he's he, he hasn't missed a beat, man. And that, when your star player looks like that, I don't know, man. You always have a chance when your star player is, is playing great.
0: Yeah, I want to see what teams in the West are going to make a trade, right? Like, I think the Rockets could get even better. The Lakers mm. are looking at Levine. Um, The Warriors might make moves the way their season has been tough, even though they had an electrifying end to that game yesterday. So it's so hard to say now because we don't even know what these teams will look like. But I do think it's a very tall task. The one good thing is is that Memphis Grizzlies games are going to be very exciting with job back and them having something to play for every single night. Like I think those guys are going to be locked in. It's going to be like win or go home every night for them because they got to win a lot of these games moving forward. They do
1: have to win a lot of these games moving forward, and you know I'm gonna pull up I'm gonna pull up Tankathon right now, not okay. to see where the draft pick is for the Grizzlies, but I want to <laughs> see the strength of schedule for what the Grizzlies got because if they got a light schedule, man, then I I don't see why they're not able to make some sort of push. Let's see, trying to trying to find it right now. Got a whole bunch of other things that they're showing me. Let's see remaining strength, schedule strength. There we go. Grizzlies have, so right now, they have the sixth toughest strength of schedule based on the win percentage throughout the league. So it's going to be a tough sled for them, but this is a team that historically has also been up there with top competition. I feel like, you know, even with Desmond Bain, it looks like Desmond Bain's taking another jump in his development too this season. I feel like between those two guys, anything's, anything's possible. I guess for me, the only thing I'd have to say is, like, could Ja just stay out of the issues that plagued him last season, right? Because the the NBA is going to have, you know, they're, they're going to have Ja on a short leash at this point with, like, the nonsense that he pulled off throughout all of last season, especially with his, you know, wh- whether who who's in his circle, uh, pulling out a gun on, on social media and stuff of that nature. I, I just see the NBA is going to be honing in on Ja and watching his every step at this point p- forward, so as long as he stays out of the news for the wrong reasons, to me, like I said, this team can move forward. But the team I also got to talk about is their po- opponents, the the New Orleans Pelicans, man, because mm. I'm like, I'm watching this, I'm watching this game, Andrew, and I'm like, all right. You know, we get 34 points for Brandon Ingram. We get 22 points from Jonas Valanciunas. CJ McCollum is just sniping from downtown. Goes six to nine from three. You know, you get some, uh, you get some timely buckets from Herb Jones down the stretch of the game, uh, especially to tie it up. But then you're looking at the guy who they drafted number one overall not too long ago, right? Mm-hmm. The guy who's also been in the media, who's been in the news for the wrong reasons, and. Zion Williamson always comes out of here with 13 points and three rebounds, four assists, five of 12 from the field. And I'm like, and when you're watching this game, man, he, there's like some easy attempts around the rim that he's not even finishing. And I'm just, what's going on here, Andrew? What, what are your thoughts a bit about Zion this season?
0: Yeah, he has like these energetic bursts where he still looks like a generational athlete. I mean, even after the midseason tournament, he had a 36-point game. So it's kind of like hardening in the playoffs when players are slightly out of shape. They have like these bursts of greatness where they show their talent and there's times that they don't show it. There's inconsistency when you don't take care of yourself, when you don't take care of your body. So, you know, there's things coming out of their side saying that he's not listening to them. He's not eating right. He's not taking care of his health in the right way. So hopefully he could get that together. But you're right, it is discouraging because you mentioned Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. I mean, those guys are professional scorers. They played well last night, and they still lost this game. They needed that boost from Zion, and they didn't get it. So hopefully he could get it together. But John Moran showed, and he's been showing that. He probably should have been the number one pick in that draft, talent-wise. You're looking like it, man.
1: I mean, talent-wise, I like Ja when he can't, when I saw what he was doing in the uh, what was it, March Madness tournament. Oh, Murray yeah. State. Like I, I was just impressed. And just yeah, the athleticism yeah. alone was just impressive. But you know, you couldn't pass up on a guy like Zion who's been in highlight reels since high school, then college. And all you have is like, well, if he's doing this against high school, what's he gonna look like in college? Or is he gonna slow down then? And then he's dominating college. And you're like, okay, he's gotta be able to do this in the NBA. And then we had that one all-star season from Zion, and it's, when he's on, he's on. He's a he's he's a wrecking ball, man. He he's an unstoppable force. But when you have Brandon Ingram, man, hoop on like this, and and you have CJ McCollum having a game like this as well, and this is a team that made some noise uh, a few years ago in the plan, just showing how chippy they were, it's kind of discouraging, man, to see Zion just not own up to his full potential because when it, I don't know, it's just I guess it's just me being an NBA junkie that I just want to see the highest form of basketball all around. Right. I want to see all these players who got like the name, the name brands and all this type of stuff. Zion was touted as this great generational player. And it's like, he hasn't even really lived up to that expectation. And when I look at the Pelicans and what they had to, what they've now are going through with him, especially when it comes to injuries, weight gain and so forth, I'm just wondering, do you start thinking about trading this dude because you got BI and you're like, this team is, me- is meant to be a BI and a uh, Zion show, mm-hmm. but you haven't began that, you know, I forget if it was last season, the year before that, you had both these guys in and out of the rotation, right? Where it's like BI was there, Zion was there. They haven't played many games in a few uh, together in the past few seasons, but now this season, you know, you have them on the court and it's just been so inconsistent for a team like the Pelicans where it was last season, they were number one in the West. Like, this team can roll, and they're just not doing that. And I'm wondering, David Griffin, do you get on the line and say, all right, man, I I, I got to figure this stuff out because Zion is he's not sure if you can buy in right now. You're you're not getting the best performances. I mean, you're going against the Memphis Grizzlies. They don't have Steven Adams, who top, they're, they're, they're starting center, right? And I'm looking at, like, I like Triple J. I like what they have on that. You know, they got Bismack Bionbo. Thought that was a good offseason signing for them. But it's Zion Williams, so you're supposed to be able to walk on that court, and it's like, how do we stop him? Not show up with, like, in the teens. Like, you're talking about, you know, uh, uh, a 13-point performance. And this is not even, like, an off-chance occurrence. This is not an off-chance occurrence. This also happened in the playing tournament, where you saw he was a no-show, too, in both rounds. Yeah, the Pelicans defeated the Kings, but he didn't show up for that one. And then against the Lakers, they got smoked. So. I don't know. I'm thinking it's time for the Pelicans to start having real conversations if Zion should be even part of their future because you got so much talent on this team, especially with Trey Murphy. You got Herb Jones. Yeah, you know, CJ, you want to make sure you made that trade with the Blazers just so that you can make something happen. And the one guy who you've done all this for, one of the two guys, I should say, is not letting you well, not making it happen. I'm thinking that you gotta start call, hitting the lines and saying, All right, who who do how do <laughs> what do we get for Zion right now? What do you think his trade value is like right now? Ah man. This is the thing, right? Is that he
0: he's still so
1: like up in the air. It's like, what if he gets a new change of scenery? He's so talented. Like, mm-hmm. you can't knock the talent like when he's on. But it's like, is it the change of scenery that he needs? So if like you're the if you're the Pelicans, you're like, well, we're not gonna sell him for pennies on the dollar. But then if you're the you're the opposing team, it's like we're not gonna give up a lot either, because we don't know if he's gonna be happy here either. Mm. I, I just don't know. I feel like you're, you can get the draft compensation. It's, are you going to get enough young players to go in that deal? Because I wouldn't want to give up a young player with like knowing that Zion may not be happy. Like if I'm the Kings, like, and, and this may be hyperbole, but it's like Murray, I'm like not even thinking about giving up Murray for the sake of like, well, we could have this theoretical great thing plus the draft picks, but it's like, I don't know. That's just that's just me, though, because I can't deal with the unknown. He's he's doing stuff like James Harden, where it's like James Harden is a proven player in this league.
0: Zion is still yet to prove himself. Maybe the change of scenery is the same scenery you have right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm outside Madison Square Garden right now. I can see orange, you know, this is the change of scenery that I need.
0: How's the weather out there? <laughs> uh,
1: you know, it's, it's pretty good. I got a T-shirt on. It's nice. It's I feel a little bit of a breeze, but hey, it's all
0: good. <laughs> Um yeah, you know what's great? Like speaking of the Knicks, I mean, there was a time where Ja was going through his stuff, Zion going through his stuff. Is RJ have the most value in that draft? You know? Oh man. I would say uh,
1: I mean, if you're you get yeah, I don't know what Ja
0: well, yeah, true, true. But I, I still don't know. I mean Ja's John, right?
1: <laughs> I would if anything, if anything, if I was to redo that draft, like you still gotta take Zion in the top tier. I think you still gotta take that gamble. Yeah, I don't think I don't like if you knew what I if I knew what I knew now I'd still I'd probably take him three I'd put RJ at four and I'd put Garland up in like two or three areas so it'd probably be Ja. probably
0: go Garland or Zion I would like, have to look I would have to look at the draft it's so long ago like I covered the draft pretty closely on my pod and that, that's so long ago I can't even like think of all the players in it right now with so many no, honestly. It's- <laughs> I looked, I looked at that draft not too long ago.
1: I was like, there's only really four players I'm interested in, And that's right, right. Yeah Jah, I think you're Zion right. Garland and r j. those are probably the only like, yeah, Cam, in that draft. that was okay. I mean, you would you would have Garland over r j, right? Yeah, no, for sure. I'd have Garland yeah. over r j. That's what I'm saying, like r j. we' bumped down to four, right? Just right. because the professionalism. I know the inconsistencies and all that. But still, like, I would take, you still got to take the gamble on Zion. I think Jago's one overall if you had to redo it. Garland is somewhere up there either two or three. I think you probably take him too, just because the professionalism and all-star talent. I think that's where I would go. I think Zion in this case would go three. RJ
0: would probably go four. Yeah. I know this is not a Knicks conversation, but I do want to ask you, you mentioned Garland and made me think about Donovan Mitchell. And there's a lot of Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks thoughts. What are your thoughts on that? Because as much as I like Donovan's game, like when I was watching him play earlier this season, I thought he got even better right before the injury. Like he he is super dynamic, just super strong, super athletic, highly skilled. One of the best guards in the league, in my opinion, you know, all-star level player, but defensively, does that make sense? Him and Brunson Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can make it work. I mean, okay. I think
1: you can make it work. I mean, it be very, I mean, the way the league's going right now, it's so offensively driven that, mm. it, you know, the, I mean, we're watching like 110 being scored regular on a nightly basis. I think when it gets down to uh, playoffs, can you get the stops that you need? I mean, we, we saw like even the in season tournament, right? Pacers getting the right defensive stops to get the Celtics and the Bucks. I mean, it can happen. So, can it do happen throughout a seven game series? I think that's the question. With any team that you go. I mean, we can go back to when Chuck was like, "Oh, how are you going to win with three point shooting with the Warriors and the next thing you know, they win the championship, man." You know what I mean? Like it, I feel like it's possible, but you'd have to like fill out the rest of the roster with a lot of defensive oriented guys who, who can play. That's Yeah, I guess like, I guess to. I
0: was asking about this roster because how many moves could you make outside of that move, right? Like that's going to be tough to restructure your whole team. Outside of that move, if that move were to happen midseason, Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah.
1: But let's keep, let's keep the show moving, Andrew. Salute <laughs> to NBA Nation. Thank you all for tuning in. Remember that the show is sponsored by Prize Picks. We'll get to our picks later in the show. Make sure to use that promo code to get up to that $100 match, NBAR. Okay? Mm-hmm. Use NBAR to get up to a $100 match for Prize Picks. Woof. I don't even want to talk about Knicks, Andrew. I could talk about Knicks all day. I, you know that's why we got Knicks fan TV.
0: It is part of the NBA. I mean, I think some of the it news, is. I think some of the news coming out there is transcending just Nick's talk. Like you know, Jalen dropped a crazy fifty port game. I know CP brought out the scotch for that. Come on, who's? <laughs> CP?
1: Will have any excuse to bring out the scotch, all right? <laughs> any excuse, any excuse. Well, let's oh, go man. on to this next game, Andrew. Let's go on to this next game because we had. Outside of the outside of the Pelicans and the Grizzlies, we had another uh, exciting game, and that was the Warriors facing the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics coming into this game on a five-game winning streak, and then you had the Warriors looking to get looking to find some rhythm after their lineup change. And you know what they they had a really good performance. I mean, you had Steph going off in this game; he had over thirty points. He had Klay Thompson turning back the clock, dropping I think twenty-four. Kaminga showing that he's got some powerful driving abilities through the lane. But then on the other side, you know, you still got some good scoring. I mean, you had Jalen Brown go off in this game. Tatum would get an injury, uh, an ankle injury early on in this game. But it was a close contest, man. This game went into overtime, but the Warriors were able to hold out and make enough timely plays to win. What were your thoughts about this game
0: from last night? I mean, kudos to Jackson Davis, two way impact on both sides. He's youthful. He injected some energy into this team. You mentioned Clay played well, not only from a scoring standpoint, he was really playmaking some high level passes, which was great to see from him. Um, The thing with the Celtics, it's like they just love taking tough shots at times with Jason Tatum off the dribble threes when he's only shooting 29% off the dribble threes this season. He's hunting those more than maybe he should. And down the stretch, you know, I'm not the biggest Tatum guy, Alex. I I know (laughs) that. Down the stretch, he saw, he he saw Steph on him, tried to take him to the basket, missing chippies. I actually like the idea of that because at least he's trying to exploit a mismatch instead of taking like a tough two or a tough three, but you got to make those. So, you know, it's tough when the Celtics are not taking the best shots possible in their offense. Al Horford even taking some tough ones as well, but, at the end of the day, it was Steph Curry being Steph Curry. And he's just a phenomenal player. The guy does it all. Still in his prime. Still Pete Curry for sure. For sure. Still Pete Curry indeed. But when I'm looking at these Celtics, Andrew, I'm just, you
1: know, the big thing is that, and I see, you know, I see Celtics Nation out there, you know, saying like, you know, if when we had a KP for this game. And I'm like, that's the
0: issue when you trade for KP, if you're
1: going to have KP for okay, this game. Okay.
0: Okay. I was going to say, like, if they do have them, the Celtics fans are right, though. It makes it a lot more difficult for the Warriors. For
1: sure. But it's yeah. like, and I, but I, I get that. But at the same time, when I'm looking at this game, you are talking about a Warriors team that's struggling, man. I mean, like I said, I just read it off. They're not even playing contention right now. They're 13 and 14. They got their own issues to figure out. You know, Andrew Wiggins at least had a decent third quarter, in my opinion. He had an okay game. But it's like, I'm looking at this team like this is the Warriors are like starting to lose. And we talked about last week, this this Warriors team is starting to come to the end of that dynasty run. I mean, Steph Curry still doing Steph Curry things, but you know, just getting some solid games from clay here and there isn't going to be enough. Uh, this team needs to develop Kaminga. This team also needs to work on Moody. Like there's just so many yeah. things. you got pods. that's awesome for this team, but he'd even play in the second half due to a lower back injury. So the Warriors have so much going on. So for a team like the Celtics, and even when they lost to the Pacers for that in-season tournament, I'm like, you all got like without KP, I get that. Like, that's the whole point. Like, it's such a top-heavy team and they don't have a bench. Mm-hmm. But against the Warriors team that's struggling, saying that we don't have KP is one, yes, I agree with that. KP makes a big difference. But it's also, but also two, like, that shouldn't be the answer for a team that's to, to me looking to be a championship contender. Like, you have two top 20 players on that team right there. You yeah, have it arguably uh, top five in Jason Tatum. He's definitely top 10. Jalen Brown is definitely in the top 20. So it's like, what are we talking about here? These guys are sh- supposed to be able to perform. You want to tell me that, hey, he's got a, Tatum's got an ankle injury too. So, you know, he wasn't able to play a peak performance. We still got 30 from Derek White last night. I'm like, and he was going shot for shot for most of the game. The guy shot 18 threes, by the way. I know, which is a big deal. <laughs> that's a big jump for this guy who was like not necessarily the greatest three point shooter. But then I just look at that position. It was like, they had four four or five offensive rebounds on the warriors and they couldn't convert on one three. But, and to your point, they're taking tough shots, like yeah. trying to, trying to score. And I'm like, I get, like I said, I get you need KP, but it's like the shot selection and all this other stuff is going to be highly questionable because you don't know if you're going to have KP in the playoffs. The hope is you do like he, he's not a guarantee for this team. And this is where I, it's like best five starting five in the NBA, especially when you look at the advanced numbers. But there, it's just, I don't know, man. You,
0: you, Your Milwaukee Bucks agenda starts to get stronger and stronger. I'm I was about Celtics to say game. that. I was about to say that they, the Celtics need their top six. If one of those guys get injured, Combo's Bucks narrative gets a little bit stronger. <laughs> and I And I want to see everybody healthy. You know that, but man, they're going to need health luck.
1: You're, they're going to need a lot of it, man, especially when you don't have, especially with KP, man. That's that's definitely what you need. But, hey, there's another team that won. Uh, another team, i say, on the other side of this game that, that won. It's the Golden State Warriors. And we got some interesting comments, uh, Andrew, from uh, one Shaquille O'Neal on the TNT crew, man. And uh, I want to know your thoughts about this. So, so Gamb, if you can bring up the, the clip and let the, the good folks hear what Shaq had to say last night, I want everyone's opinion on this.
0: I'm wondering, not saying I'm just wondering because he's been consistently the best shooter his whole career. I'm wondering, is it time to start putting him as the best player of all time? Best player? I'm going to say. Over, you put him over you? In, in, in the conversation. I'm uh, asking you. Yes. You put him over you. Okay. You, p- yourself, Way put better Steph Curry worse, over worse. you. Yeah, That. this is why he's my favorite player. I'm not saying favorite. Play, he might be my favorite, too. But I'm just asking, you I think played, he's better than you? I played 20 years, watched 20 years before that. I've never seen a guy like him. And he's doing it consistently. And he has championships. You put him Maybe over Michael. Time, no, I, no, I'm not putting him anywhere. I'm saying, okay, you know, for all the chitter chatter, is it time to just put him in the conversation? I think I think, I think he's a. Uh, I'm asking the fans, is it time to, you know, start putting him in the conversation as well, I'm a one fan. of the best players ever?
1: All right. And there we have it with Shaq saying that we should, he's wondering if we should start putting Steph Curry as the best player of all
0: time. Andrew. What say you? No, Ooh, Why is that? No, I mean, he's not ahead of LeBron. He's not ahead of MJ. He's not ahead of Larry Bird in my opinion. Is he ahead of Kobe? Is he ahead of Kobe, Alex? Let me just say this I watch I watch your whole daddy outside think about it because, yes, he's the go shooter. Yes, he has impacted the modern style of basketball more than anybody else with the influence of analytics and the European style of basketball, he's the one person that influenced the way we play basketball today. You go to any gym, kids are shooting threes from everywhere. Because of Steph Steph Curry, highly impacted the game. But no, he's not the greatest player to ever play basketball. He's just not. Mm. Mm. I'm going to play a little bit of
1: devil's advocate because I agree with you. I wouldn't put him up there necessarily with the greatest player of all time. Put him as the greatest player of all time. But I'm gonna play a little bit of devil's advocate with you, Andrew. Like, and well, we, are, I think, we already
0: agreed, Alex. We already agreed.
1: So what's here's 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 the here here would be the opposing argument, right? Yeah, and you said it because one of the reasons I think, like, outside of, outside of MJ winning six titles and the way that he did it and just being undefeated every time he went to the NBA Finals, like that adds to the resume and just like the greatness to him. He's a legitimate killer. He did not want to face MJ. He dominated the league and you had to run through him in order to try and win a championship, which I get all that. But part of his appeal also too, is his marketability. And like when it came to the shoes, you know, everyone would be like Mike, you know, all those commercials. uh, You can talk about uh, all the restaurant commercials out there too. We won't say the names just because they haven't paid the show to be a sponsor, but Hey, I get there's, there's a marketing appeal that goes to it. and, And you, and you said it, like he has changed the game. He's influenced the game in such a way where Look, I go to any gym and I just see kids just pulling up from like 20 feet out. They came and hit the shot. They're just heaving their body in the air, just trying to knock down a three. And I'm like, one, I don't really like that style of play because obviously you, Steph Curry is like what you, like you said, one of the greatest shooters, if not the greatest shooter of all time. He is. Um, but he did, he has impacted the game where it's like he has transformed the NBA. Like everyone comes in. Now you talk about even Daryl Moore. It's like, yo, we got to put up more threes. Like when you look at the Houston Rockets, it's like, let's surround James Harden with as much three point shooting as possible. You talk about that with anybody else in the league. It's like, let's, let's surround everybody. Like our top guys with the best three point shooting. We, we now have this moniker of three and D players and three point, sh- three point shots have really transformed the game. And Steph. Along with clay has really transformed how everything is done. So wouldn't you put that into like, add that to like the goat category, like, he may not be the greatest player of all time, but if you start to have the conversation, it's like, all right, how did MJ change the game? Not only like on the court, but marketing wise, LeBron James, definitely on the court marketing wise, Steph Curry on the court has changed it based on how many threes we take. And then marketing wise,
0: like how the game is just played, would do you have to throw him in there? Yeah, he changed the game more than LeBron or Jordan. In my opinion, that does not mean he's greater than LeBron or Jordan. He is not a better basketball player than LeBron or Jordan. Um, We could talk about two-way impact. We could even talk about that Jordan and LeBron are more undeniable than Steph Curry. Steph Curry is awesome. He's great. But part of his greatness is the situation that he's in. He was in a perfect storm, a perfect mix of being with the right system, the right coach, the right players around him. I think Jordan and LeBron are more undeniable talents than Steph Curry. You put them anywhere in the world, they're raising the ceiling of their team. They're making their team that much better. I think those two are the GOATs. I would have Kareem above Steph Curry. I would have Larry Bird. I would have Kobe above Steph Curry. I think he's a top 10 guy. I'm not diminishing what he's done. He's absolutely great. I just don't think he's as great as LeBron or Jordan. I don't think he's a better basketball player than those two. So even with the rings that he has, the four rings, the what
1: he's made team team's made six finals appearances you you still wouldn't even consider all of that to put him even in the top 5 of that conversation
0: top 5 is tough for me he's the greatest shooter of all time goat shooter not goat player
1: mm, okay okay see like and, and, like i feel like i wouldn't put him over kobe just because like i think about ring wise and like talent wise i agree with you top 10 yeah, he's top not the greatest 10. player of all ta- time and i think when you go into the nitty gritty of like what makes a great overall player? You hit it on the head with, "Hey, what is he doing on the other side of the basketball court?" Now, some may come out and say, "Hey, there was one year where he led the league in steals," but leading the league in steals doesn't necessarily playing mean you're playing good two way defense. But I would say that it's he's not a bad
0: defense. He's not a bad defender. Alex. He's not, de- he's, not. A,
1: he's not a bad defender. No, he's not yeah. a bad defender. But he he's his not. Job. Like, when I, but when I think about. Like when I think about MJ, it's like there's times where he just gets steal like timely steals and just plays defense, and it's just like both sides. You know, you're not getting through MJ defensively, and you're not you're not stopping him offensively. Same thing with LeBron. Like LeBron yeah. now at his age, like he takes some possessions off, but like peak LeBron, you're not defensively like. I mean, you're not. Yeah.
0: He's doing you know, a like, great. Yeah, he's doing a great job of anchoring the defense to this day. Like he's a great defender. And Jordan, he was so amazing because he was the greatest offensive player at his time while being the greatest defensive player. That is so tough. Hardly anybody does that because it's so tough to have that much bandwidth on both sides of the court. Like, actually, Kawhi did it for that season with Toronto, right? Like, but yep. we, we rarely see that, and that's what makes Michael Jordan so elite. hmm Yeah, that, no, absolutely. You definitely got to play on both both sides of the court. When Let he me ask you also play this, play. Alex. Now, All right. he was more important to the Warriors than KD, but is he a better basketball player than KD? is he a better basketball
1: player than KD? I would say yes. I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to say yes, just because like, I'm still waiting for like here. Kevin Durant had to go to the Warriors to actually win something. Right. That doesn't mean that. That doesn't mean he's not better. It doesn't mean that he's not better, but I think when you talk about like the impact of a player and what he does for a team, like I look at Steph and he just, he changes the entire game, everything. I think he finally did that. You know that was the biggest knock and stuff. Could, could he actually do that? Be the sole player to change the outcome? And I think about that finals performance against the Celtics, man, bef- to 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 stop them from going down to three one. And that really solidified it to me, where it's like, okay, this guy on the court, mano y Imano, going against two top players in the NBA, did what he had to do to keep his team in. And yeah, you had a good game from Andrew Wiggins, but to me, like. Yes. Could KD be a better overall player because he could play defense, give you a shot block and stuff like that? Absolutely. Um, But I just think Steph Curry as a basketball player and like the impact that he has on the court, I don't think KD necessarily matches that. I think just when you watch the Warriors, like Steph is the system. Like without Steph, they don't have the system. Like could KD be the system? Sure. But I've seen KD as the system and it hasn't really gone far on either the Nets, it hasn't gone far for Phoenix right now. Like they're a struggling team. And with OKC, they had a lot of talent, but outside of having all three of those players, they never went back to the finals and and did anything close. I mean, they got swept. They were up three one against the same Warriors team prior to Katie joining that team, and they lost. So, like, I don't know, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Steph over Katie. I'm I'm feeling that you're gonna go the opposite direction. <laughs>
0: OKC okay, is fair. I would say his situations haven't been ideal with the Nets, right? And his current situation now with Beal and Devin Booker, Beal always injured. I mean, chemistry is a real thing. Like the Warriors have built chemistry over time. I do think it's tough sometimes to com- when you're comparing players to put team accolades. Too much stock into team accolades. Team accolades matter, but not everything is equal when you're going with team accolades, right? Like, if you don't have enough around you, you don't have enough around you. And the Nets are really never totally healthy together. They didn't have enough time. The Suns right now, they didn't have enough time. Now, is some of this a product of his own decisions? Yes. Yes, and that's fair. But I think with all due respect to Wardell, I think the Durant-Curry debate is a better debate than is Curry the GOAT. Like, I think that's a good debate. Like, I don't think, I don't think Curry's the goat. I, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think you could, I don't think it's even close when you're talking about Jordan and LeBron. Mm. You, oh, you're saying the debate between Jordan and LeBron's not even,
1: uh, not even close. Oh, no, like, no. That's a, that's
0: a whole other topic for a whole other day. We're not getting. Oh, okay. Okay. Problem. I was like, i am mm, saying, saying, like, I, I just think that Jordan and LeBron are clearly over Steph. Okay. Okay. With all due respect to Ward, though, with all I respect. agree with you, though. I feel like the Steph and Katie. That's a really good conversation. I mean, we're
1: having the conversation right now. It's a very yeah. good debate to go back, back and forth behind, uh, back and forth on. I mean, we're having some people right now. We have Hassan thirty three in the chat saying Steph definitely over Katie. We have uh, Gambus saying Katie ain't better than Mel in that regard. And I get where is it? I, guess, see, I, get, I guess I guess I guess is saying he's taking Steph over uh, Katie. I guess that's where he's going. Let's see. Wow, nobody yeah. agrees with Combo in the chat. Does anybody agree with Combo in the chat? Is anyone saying KD is better than Steph Curry? I just can't I, I can't I can't I can't say Steph is better than uh than KD, man. Just out of good conscience, I cannot do that. You just, just said for- you can't
0: you By the way, just to clarify, you just said you cannot say Steph is better than KD. I mean, other way, other way okay. around. I can't okay. say KD's better than so. Sorry. I just Sorry. want the people to know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Appreciate <laughs> you for catching me on that. Look, man, sometimes when you're running so many screens around here, you lose track of what you're saying. Okay? <laughs> but hey, so don't clip that. Aggregators, be careful. All right? Okay. I, will, okay. I will dispute also. it. But thank you, Andrew, for for for, for helping me out there. Salute to, and, salute to NBA Nation for tuning in for another episode of the NBA Report. Remember that the show is sponsored by Prize Picks. Use that Promo code NBA to get up to a one hundred dollar match. I'm with my guy Andrew Salib, aka the One Two Combo. On the other side, we're talking about is Steph Curry in the Goat conversation right now? He's saying no. I agree, but we're actually having a conversation about whether he and Katie's uh, who's better, him or Katie? I'm going, I'm going Steph right now. Wow, CP's going Katie greater than Steph. There you go, CP.
0: Now Good you're God. talking. Okay, Good CP. God. He's right, man. KD is the better basketball player than Steph Curry. Mm. Let's have this
1: debate, Andrew, before we, we go before before we go into our prize picks. All right. Mellow or KD. I've had a lot of conversations about this one. Mellow or KD. KD's clearly better. no Wow. Wow. I'm gonna go Mellow, man. How many guys get? What? In- How many guys get onto a team like the Nuggets and then take them from worst to
0: greatest in such a short time? I mean, Mellow's great. Melo's great, but Katie's top 10 to be. Mm, mm. This is that this is a conversation for another day. This is a conversation for another day. I like it. Two of the greatest scorers in NBA history. Let, let, let's end it there. Yeah.
1: For sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, everyone. We're gonna get into our prize picks right now. And for everyone out there tuning in, this show, like I said, is sponsored by prize picks. And everyone out there, if you love – if you want to make the games much more interesting, whether it be NFL, NBA, MLB, and whatnot, download the app Picks. Like I said, use the promo code NBAR and get up to a $100 match. Look, when you download the app, you get to make any selections. You get to choose up to six players if you want, minimum at least two. And what you do is you choose higher or lower on whether or not they're going to hit their statistical category. So on the NBA, you could have points, rebounds, assists. You can have the combinations of so, of whether it be players or whatnot, uh, field goals attempted, three-pointers made. You choose higher or lower. And so for tonight, let me show you where I went, all right? And uh, let's, let me pull it up right now so that way you know what my board is. But remember, you can always make – this is a fun game. Choose higher or lower, like I said pulling up my pulling up my board right here and for tonight I took there's a promo going on right now in, in prize picks where you can choose kevin durant for more than half a point so I went with that direction first because obviously that's uh that's just an easy walk right there. How can you not choose Kevin Durant for more than half a point? That's that's my top selection. Then the next one I'm going to choose is Tyrese Halliburton for more then 25 and a half points. I think him going against the Charlotte Horns, the Horns have a poor defense. That's just not to me, that's just not a matchup that's going to be uh uh to me that's just not gonna be a, a good way to stop Tyrese Halliburton. He's gonna go uh go ham against the Charlotte Horns. And I chose Julius Randle for more than for less than five three pointers attempted because over the last couple of games, the max only chose was five. So I don't think he's going to do that. He's just been attacking the paint so well recently, and he's going against the Brooklyn Nets, who's going to have Cam Johnson playing the four. I feel like that's just a good night for Julius just to hmm. continue to feast inside the paint. I then chose Nikola Jokic for more than forty-seven and a half points, rebounds, and assists against Toronto. Toronto, not a great defensive team either, and they're going to have Jakob Pertl. We know Jokic is the engine. Doesn't even matter if Jamal Murray's back there as well to to take some of the the touches away. Jokic is just going to beast Pirtle, in my opinion. No one stops Jokic. So I think he's going to get more than 47.5 points, rebounds, assists. And then I, in that same game, I took Dennis Schroeder for more than six assists against Denver. Denver, while they're a top team in the West, uh, look, look. They're going to need someone to organize this offense and to make sure everyone gets into position. It's not going to be all free willy-nilly as you can do against some teams like against the Wizards and the Hornets. I think Dennis Schroder is going to have to organize this offense a little bit more. So that's what I'm taking for, more than six assists. And that's for my picks tonight. So make sure when you play Price picks, you can go higher or uh, more or was it you can go more or less when you choose the statistical
0: categories. Those are my picks for tonight. Andrew, what about you? John Morant got the receipts. I got the receipts, too. Last night, I won. Alex, you want to hear about this? Ooh, Jaylen, let's hear it. Jalen Brown was at 23.5. I knew that game was going to be up and down. I know the Golden State Warriors wing defense isn't great with Clay and Wiggins not playing great. He had 28, won that. Jaron Jackson Jr. was at 5.5 5 rebounds. He only had 0. .5 more rebounds. Come on. We won, but... Jared Jackson, Jr. you got to rebound more than that. Come on, you're, you're a footer, my guy. But we still won, nonetheless. All right, so let me get to let me get to today's picks. Your guy, Alex Obi Toppin, mm. projected at 10.5 points for Charlotte. I think he will go more than mm. against them. He's going to run up and down the floor. Tyrese will catch it, uh, catch it for a few lobs. He'll make a few threes, and he will go more than 10.5 points. Joel Embiid, 34 points. And Minnesota has the best defense in the NBA, so I will go less than. I think we will score around like 28, 29, but not quite get to 34. I think your New York Knicks are going to hold Cam Thomas to under 25 points, so I'll mm. go less than on Cam. Jalen Suggs, more known for his defensive prowess, but I think he could get more than 2.5 assists. Versus Miami. Come on, just pass to the wing. Somebody's going to hit a three, right? You know, pass to Paulo. He's going to get a bucket. I think he'd get two, more than 2.5 assists. So there we go. Shouts to Prize Picks. We're here.
1: Once again, shout out to our sponsor, Prize Picks. Remember to, <clears throat> remember to play responsibly and use that promo code NBA R to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. All right. We have a super chat. Okay, We got a super chat in the mix. Shout out to Parrish for the $2 super chat. He said, Katie couldn't touch Steph. It's why he joined him. Ooh, he said, Andrew,
0: how do you feel about that? (laughs) Ooh, I mean, it's fair. It's fair. I think that's not... Well, first of all, we appreciate the super chat, but it's not the right way. That's more of an emotional way to compare two players instead of like a logical way, if that makes sense. Like just, think- be- just, just because player B joined player A doesn't mean A is better than B. It's like, we got to look at what these two basketball players do and then evaluate who's the better basketball player. So you're saying that,
1: because I think what you're thinking of is like when LeBron went back to Cleveland to join up with uh, Kyrie and Kevin Love. So it's like, yeah, yeah. LeBron's obviously the greater player, but it doesn't mean that Kyrie... Or K Love is necessarily better. I hear you on that. I hear you on that. Yeah. I can agree with that. I think like yeah. talent-wise, though, Steph for me, man.
0: It's just you know, KD, KD joined it, joined the Warriors, partly because of Steph, but he really thought as a whole team, as an organization, they played a really fun brand of basketball. And in those championships, he was finals MVP, right? Yeah, he was. Yep. He was finals MVP. When it matters most, KD was the finals MVP.
1: I mean, well, it probably, also helps when you got I don't know, like the two other great shooters right behind you, and Clay Thompson
0: and and, and Steph Curry. And situation matters. I think situation is part of the reason why Steph Curry is a top ten player all the time. Mm. A perfect storm. A perfect storm. Perfect storm. Perfect storm, as we say. <laughs> well, Andrew,
1: this is we're concluding the show. But before we get out of here, I got one question for you. Do you have any games that you're looking at tonight, man? Is there any matchups that you're looking at tonight? Uh, because for me. You know, I'm looking at, obviously, I'm going to be watching the New York and, and Nets game tonight to see how my how my team's doing. But interesting, like, I don't know, for Minnesota and Philadelphia is interesting to me, man. And quite honestly, so is Boston against Sacramento. Those are two other games that I'm looking at tonight. Is there any games that
0: you're watching that you're going to be tuning into? Yeah, I'm in New York, so I want to see this Brooklyn Nets, New York Knicks game. Knicks have been playing well lately. I really like the way the Brooklyn Nets are structured. I think both of them. Could benefit from having another star level player. We'll see how that goes. We'll see if one of those teams make a move. What is your prediction for that game, Alex?
1: For which one? There's so Knicks, many. Nets. Knicks, Nets. Knicks are, gonna, Knicks are gonna beat the Nets, man. Okay. I just okay, like okay. like I said, the matchup between Cam Johnson and Julius Randle is just that's just that's barbecue chicken
0: right there for Julius Randle. Barbecue chicken. Barbecue we, 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 chicken. We, got, we got back to Shaq. We we yes, went from sir. his uh crazy takes to his quotes in one show. There, there go. you go.
1: There you go. Shout out, shout out to Shaq. Shout out to Shaq. Shout out to the big fella. If you're shout listening, the, Shaq, the, we appreciate geezer. you even though your takes are uh clickbaity. <laughs> facts. Facts. Oh, we got another super chat from parish Again, another two dollars super chat. Andrew, he's commenting to you. He's like, "Then where's KD's rings? He chased them."
0: <laughs> okay. Okay, it's fair. Can somebody give me the basketball reason? Somebody send the super chat and give me the basketball reason why Steph Curry is a better basketball player than KD. That's what I want to hear. Oh, logic—the logical basketball reason. Can Here you, me. Alex? Can you, Alex? Can I give you why why Steph is better than KD? You know, this would be a good one. Let me let me play devil's advocate. All like right. the gravity that Steph has off the ball and the way he affects the game in that way is, you know, it's better than KD. Like, he's better off the ball. He revolutionized the point guard position to a point where I don't even think he plays like a point guard. But the impact that... Yeah, exactly. The impact he has in that way is greater. Maybe you think that affects a team more than what KD does, being more of an isocentric player. I still think KD is better, but that's my devil's advocate argument.
1: I think when it comes down to it, when you're looking for somebody in the clutch who can knock down shots, where you're talking about uh playmaking too like he's not asked to do a lot of playmaking but when he can he can playmake. like uh, oh yeah but they both can though they can't I think they're both underrated playmakers Ste- steph does it at a, as at a more he doesn't do it as much as now as he used to but point K-
0: don't you see point katie sometimes with the nets with the suns
1: i do pretty see good. it pretty good pretty good but, pretty good. but- but there's a level to Steph where he could be he could be like a little maestro where he's just like he's oh, yeah. sliding like a pass like a, a like a slick pass where you're not even paying attention whether it be behind the back, some crafty back bounce passes. There's just something to Steph Curry's passing ability that's also underrated mm-hmm. that like Katie does like Katie's a good passer, a good facilitator, a good playmaker. but there's just something to Steph like when when the chips are on the line, I'm going to trust Steph more and just like breaking down a defense, finding the right person who's open, or if he's just sees a mismatch, he could just, he'll just go in there. I just trust him more on, on his shot creation, man. Honestly, I just trust him more on a shot creation. than I do with KD. I mean, there's just nice, even this season that we see KD it could be wide open from three and he's just quite cl- clanking the back iron. Yeah. Other times that Steph does it too, but more often than not, that thing's going through the net for Steph. Just like, that's why we're talking about him. as like one of the greatest three point shooters, one of the greatest shooters to ever play the game, man. So, I don't know. I'm going to go with Steph, man. I'm going to go with Steph. And it always comes back to, like, I know we talk about the basketball reason. But he did it again, man. Like, you just said, like, he's transformed the game where no one plays like a point guard anymore. And it's, like, it's so it's so true. Like, I, and, like, we have this, like, had this conversation with, like, about Jalen Bronson. Like, you know, he's not a point guard. But like, but who plays like a point guard? Who, outside of Tyrese Halliburton and Chris Paul... In the NBA, who really is, like, orchestrating an offense?
0: You know, I was going to say that, like, Steph Curry and the Warrior warrior style of play is a big reason why the CP3 archetype doesn't even exist in the NBA anymore. And then they bring CP3 in. Yeah. How ironic. How ironic. There you go. Because Draymond can't do what he used to do anymore, man, at a Uh, high level. He can't stay on the court. Oh, man. And he's out there knocking people out, even though he didn't intend to.
1: Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. But Andrew, great show, man. Uh, great show today. Covered a lot of topics. We did. Well, lo- Love getting to these debates, man. I, lo- I love, I love how it comes. To, like, we got into some nice heated debates between, uh, you know, about Zion. What you do with Zion? Steph is he is he a goat? Steph versus KD. There's a lot of great stuff. So you're just tuning in now. Make sure to go back and, and tune into the entire show. We, we covered a lot of great topics. But yeah, man. That's it for today. We'll we'll, we'll we'll catch you all next time, but remember to make sure to hit the subscribe button if you're tuning in for the first time. Support this channel. Support the movement. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button because that's how you help the al- algorithm for us so that way we get more notice. So make sure to hit that thumbs up button as well for your boys. On top of that, on top of that, support our sponsor, man. Prize Picks. Make sure to use the promo code NBAR to get up to a $100 match. Because, look, if you want to make the games more interesting as you're watching at home, what better to do than using prize picks? So, on that note, we'll catch you all later. Yeah, well, i catch you all later. Catch you all on Friday, same time, 3 p.m., all right? NBA Report. You already know what it is. We out.